Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is it. I made a noise like this. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. The fan. All right, hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. If you missed any of this program or any of the fan shows, go check them out at the Service Patriots podcast at 1080thefan.com or right there in the Odyssey app. Service Patriots, your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners. Go to servicepatriots.com slash the fan. All right. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers were off last night. They're back at it tonight, 7 o'clock down in Sacramento, where they're looking to light the beam. By the way, Blazers, better record than the Kings this year, huh? Yeah, uh, they are jacking up a metric <laughs> crap ton of threes, and they're not going in. Also, De'Aaron Fox. Wait, which team? Oh, and the Blazers aren't jacking them up. That's the thing. That's, they're that's, not making the ones they are shooting either. No, 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 no. For those wondering, the Blazers, are, are they, they do have the worst offense in the NBA. And there's no, there's no like qualifiers around that. It's bad. It's really bad. So cool. But um, the Kings are significantly, I think, at least on paper, without well, without Fox, not as much. But they're they're a more functional team than the teams they've played outside of the Clippers and Seventy mm. Sixers, who beat the Blazers like drums. Mm. The Grizzlies are missing like seven guys. Oh, the Raptors don't make any sense, and the Pistons are play- essentially playing in a phone booth because they have worse shooting than the Trailblazers. Yeah. Well, if you're wondering, uh, the Blazers are dead last in the NBA in points per game. They are dead last in the NBA in three point percentage. They are not dead last in the NBA in field goal percentage. They're only 29th. They have the 30th rated offense. I will say that again. They're 29th out of 30 teams. The Knicks. Mm-hmm. Or the worst shooting team. Field well, goal they, well, they have the 30th rated offense, according to Cleaning yeah. the Glass, but they it's do really have bad. the 12th best defense. All right. So they do have that going for them. They are dead last in assists per game as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, and I bet you they're super high on uh, on assist to turnover rate, as in, like, the wrong way. Yeah. Um, 
They're, yeah. Hey, we're good at offensive rebounding, though. They Fourth. are. They're very good at it. Um, they are second to last in rim finishing, um, which is not great. So for those wondering, the Lakers and the Wizards are 1-2, the Wizards being number one, at 73% finishing at the rim, which is really good. Uh, the Blazers are at 58%. All right. So... Yeah. Uh, mm. Also, the the overall three point shooting, the Blazers as a team, as a team, as a team, are shooting thirty point one percent from three. Okay, as a team. All right, that is dead last in the league. Number one in the league, the Oklahoma City Thunder at forty one percent. For those doing math at home, that is eleven percent. It is a staggering, staggering, staggering increase. Okay. <laughs> Two, hold on, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. All right, so eleven categories that are kept for uh, differentials in the NBA, mm-hmm. right? Point differential. You got your field goal percentage differential, three point percentage differential. Basically, what you're doing as opposed to how your opponents are performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blazers <laughs> are negative in all but one. <laughs> yeah, free throw percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the refs are trying to help them out. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Is they, they had two games where they outshot their opponent by plus 20 at the free throw line. Yeah. That's how so, you pick up wins that you probably shouldn't have gotten otherwise. Yet they're, yet they're one game under 500. Oh, I mean, you take the other ones away and they're one win. All right. Well, uh, okay, let's, from there, let's talk about some of these fixes because, boy, it sure is loud on social media. The Shaden Sharp needs to cook more. And we're looking at the evolution of a player, and boy, it is apparent. And I, I understand where this is all coming from mm-hmm. because when just from the eye test, his comfortability, his athleticism, his the, the way that he operates on the floor and moves on the floor, it's night and day from last year to this year to where Shaden Sharp is. But that is calling for, it's getting louder and louder, the cries of, hey, this offense needs to operate through Shaden Sharp more. You need to get Shaden Sharp running the pick mm-hmm. and roll more. There's so many people who are just Shaden, Shaden, Shaden. And you, you actually, coincidentally, you and I were talking about this, and then you did the deep dive on it. Yeah, I spent and- three days combing through um, every single Shaden Sharp, DeAndre Ayton pick and roll. Okay. And then I brought last games in into that data set as well. Before we we dive into all of this, I just want to say one thing before you 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 go into what you found because what you found is fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think what a lot of fans and I get lost in this too with Shaden Sharp is we forget that last year was his first year of basketball since high school. Yes. He went straight from the EYBL, the Elite Youth Basketball League that is Nike. Yeah. To the NBA. To, yeah, because Kentucky, no, 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 no. <laughs> Did not play at Kentucky. So with that said, he's really, really stinking raw still. Mm-hmm. Go. So please. Shaden is averaging 20 points, six boards, three assists, Do which time. is incredible. He's shooting, what is it, 46, 38 from the field. Um, all of those those markers are incredible. And he's 20 years old and still four, he's still four months younger than the Thompson Twins. Oh, wow. So, like, to kind of put it in perspective, just how young he is. I think he's... he'll always be four months younger than the Thompson twins. No, no, no. That's not how age works. No. No. Okay. He'll catch up to him eventually. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's time speed. He's got that dog in him. So, right. he, yeah, he's going to... He'll get there. He's going to age he'll, a little bit faster because yeah. he's got that dog in him, yeah. Russ. Come on, now. Dog years. That's how it works. Um, 
my point being, he's younger than even some of the youngest. He's uh, six months, six months, six months younger than Brandon Miller. Okay, so the, right. he's still incredibly young and incredibly raw. But as raw as he is, he has flashed things that pe- people have mistaken for um, not just progress, but the the bar of like where he's at. Where in reality, it's a wide area that he operates in with the the success meter, mm-hmm. like the bottoming out versus topping out, right? Mm-hmm. And so without going into every bit of this, a little slice. DeAndre Ayton and Shaden Sharp have run 56 pick and rolls together through, through seven games, okay? They ran two against the Clippers. Two. Why is the number so small there? Why? Because the entire offense was going to be predicated on Anthony Simons and DeAndre Ayton running those actions and everybody else falling in line, which was going to be beneficial for Shaden Sharp because, as you'll see, he works better right now as a secondary guy. That is eight per game, and you just mentioned one where we didn't get a whole heck of a lot of them, but the Memphis game, we got he's, a He's we been got a ratcheted ton up a ton. He got seven against Orlando the, the first next game. Memphis game, he got a lot. B- both, both of them. Yeah. So what ended up happening? It's two against the Clippers, seven against the Magic. And I want to say it's basically ten the rest of the way. Right. Um, but you you kind of take a look at, at those actions, and what I ended up doing is I charted every single one of them. And if you guys want, you can go to patreon.com backslash Jack Ramsey's. This is not part of the free one. This is because this is about 25 hours worth of work. So, sorry, somebody's got to pay for it. <laughs> That's right. But I charted every single one of Shaden Sharp's passes out of these actions, and what you see is the staggering majority of the passes that are created out of it are horizontal in nature, meaning not penetrating, not not passes that lead to chances. Yeah, That is the look of somebody who is figuring things out. So basically, we were talking about decision trees with the USC defense. It's the same thing here that Shaden Sharp is going through in pick and rolls. He is building a relationship with DeAndre Ayton to where not only are they getting their timing down, their spacing, and their rhythm, but it's the decision tree. DeAndre Ayton comes up, sets the pick. Shaden Sharp turns. It's a good pick. It creates space. Now what? Do I take the three? Did the defense go under? Am I going to attack the de- defense? Is it a guy who I know is going to recover? If I know, is it somebody who's going to get over the top and lock a trail? Those are all the things. Like there's. 15 different things you have to think about. I also think that it, it's interesting in, in all of this conversation about around Shaden Sharpens that he's going through this in this learning curve and this learning process where the last, I mean, it's been, what, 12 years since Portland has gone through. It's been longer than that because before that you had Andre Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been a really long time. But Damian Lillard came into the NBA Ready. having gone through all of that as a guy who in college – that's what he did, and He's that's how really... he operated. And then CJ, he kind of was able to grow behind the scenes and then come in, but he was seasoned at Lehigh and a four-year college four-year guy. Four-year college guy who was the, one of the highest-scoring pick-and-roll players in the nation. Anthony Simons, he got to sit for an entire year yep. where it was like nothing. You're not doing anything. You're just learn, learn, mm-hmm. learn, learn, learn. And then started slowly but surely behind those other yep. two guys going through these these lumps in this learning curve. Shaden Sharp last year was kind of thrown into the fire, but not in this role, not with no, the ball it was in off, his it was hand. Off ball almost entirely. They they gave him the ball a little bit at the very end of the season. Now you're seeing all of the lumps that everybody else had gone through before they got to Portland or behind the scenes in Portland, you're seeing it 
with a guy who's thrown into the fire now, and it it's not pretty at the beginning. No, and so you're seeing these opportunities and these chances that are popping up for him where you can see these flashes. If he turns the corner and gets space, he's he's the best pull-up shooter on the team right now yeah. with Anthony Simon's sideline. And, and, and honestly, when they're both healthy, Shea could push Ant for that title. And, but that's what makes Ant special is that his ability. If you were a guard in the NBA and you could pull up from any level at an elite clip, which Ant has shown he can, that is what makes you a threat in the NBA. That is why teams, put when, when Ant's on the floor, they push out to 30 feet. Mm-hmm. Shaden doesn't have that reputation yet. Does he have the potential to get there? Yeah, he's he is definitely showing that. But you're seeing these decision trees that are very binary. If A, then B. Mm-hmm. Very rarely are we getting to if B, then C. And if we get to C, it turns into a jump pass almost every single time. No. So you're seeing, like, everybody's like, well, you just need to give him more reps. Do you give him more reps? No, he needs more reps where he feels comfortable. Because here's the thing is you saw in the final five minutes against Memphis when they were outscored 26 to 2, they gave so frustrating. They gave Shaden Sharp six possessions in the final four minutes to run the offense. He deferred on all but one. And on the one he fi- he got the switch with Bismack Biombo and finally attacked it because he got the switch three or two other times, three total times. He attacked, drew help, got into that jump pass. Luke Kennard sinks down, intercepts the pass, it goes the other way. So that was the the one time where you you saw that like next level decision making, yeah. but it's still not quite there. So you're, you're like when you're watching this stuff, when you go back through and you watch it over and over again, the things that start to pop out is like okay. I understand the process. I, I see the growth levels. What are the things that need to happen to take it to the next level? The big part is the the handle. The handle needs to – we saw the same thing with Anthony Simons. The handle, the ability to control the ball needs to grow. Boy, I, I think what I actually appreciate and enjoy from Shaden Sharp and what we're seeing right now is what Chauncey Billups is, is asking him to do in the growth that we've seen in a short time, mm-hmm. isn't necessarily what the Blazers drafted him to be. Sure. Which was off-the-ball freak athlete mm-hmm. that is a playmaker. But we're seeing the growth of, hey, you have all of these tools to be a creator. We have to start nurturing that and growing that out of him. And they're, they're, It's going to be a process. They're giving him enough leash to hang himself, so yeah. to speak. But every time he goes a little too far... They just pull it back just a little bit. And then when he shows he's ready again, they let it out a little bit more. And I think that's kind of the – I think it's the right approach. And I yeah. and I think it's the same approach that they need to take with, with Scoot Henderson when he comes back. Interesting. Fascinating stuff there. Uh, go check out, uh, Danny. You got it up on the Patreon. It is a – if you this is just like surface level of all of the in-depth stuff that you can go into uh, on your Patreon, the Jack Ramsey's Patreon that you got going right now. You got film. You've got – you charted it all out. Yeah. So I, I literally watched every single – DeAndre Aiden, Jaden Sharp, pick and roll over and over and over. Are and you going to do this all season long? Yes, I will. It's something I will come back to over and over again, just to kind of see where the the growth spots, the development spots happen. Uh, I'll probably do it in probably like seven, seven, five, seven okay. game segments, just so it keeps growing. The, folks, I hope you understand. Danny has no life, so you can learn more about the Blazers. Indeed, it's I, a sickness. It is a sickness. Yeah. I, I, I joke about it, but I'm I'm pretty certain it's true. I probably watch more Blazers film than anybody not on that team. I bet there's a few on that team that you do watch more film than. Yeah, there, there's probably at least one Baker, uh, Johnny Manziel in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, I thought you were going to just name that person, uh, but, but when you stopped, but you were saying Baker Mayfield. I was saying Baker Mayfield. I got my yeah. Cleveland quarterbacks mixed yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, but there's got to be a Johnny in there. There's got to be a Johnny. There's always a Johnny in there somewhere. Well, heck, uh, didn't somebody just say it the other day when they said like I just go out and just kind of play? Wasn't Shane Sharp who said he just kind of goes out and plays? He did <laughs> say that beginning. in the post game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So maybe you watch more Shaden Sharp than Shane Sharp. Yeah. I'm not going to put that on him. I think he's working. But maybe maybe he is. That'd be a terrifying thing if he's just all vibes. He's just like, hey, yeah, uh, see ball, get ball, mm. go play ball. All right, uh, we're Ryan Horvat, Bet MGM Tonight host. He joins us uh, at 1.30. But coming up next, uh, maybe they should change their tune. Danny Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right. Uh, a little news out of – we'll have hot stove news because Yankees uh, general manager Brian Cashman spoke to the media, and that was a doozy. We'll have that coming up a little bit later in the show. Um, but did you see what LeBron had said about, about your favorite player in the NBA? Oh, about uh, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen a couple different versions. Yeah. So I, what, what's what's the actual quote? Okay. Um, so we, we got a, a big new contract, four-year, $80 million deal for the Oregon product, Dylan Brooks. Um, and a lot of people are like, God, that seems like an overpay. Which, hey, go get your money, man. But LeBron James and, and Dylan Brooks, they've gone back and forth. Like, he's obviously, Dylan Brooks has been a heel, and this is no different. But uh, he's kind of been the guy, the agitator to LeBron. LeBron said, I think every player that's awarded a contract is awarded for a reason, and they're worthy of the contract that they get. So I think in this case, he's worthy of the contract that he got. He's put in the work since he came out of Oregon, and that's what Houston found value in. So he's here. So no, I think uh, it has nothing to do with it when asking if uh, being a LeBron stopper and, and posing himself as a fancying himself a LeBron stopper made him more money on the open market. Which he's not. Yeah, I mean, this is like Ruben Boomshe Boomshe being the no, Kobe spot. Or no, Ruben uh, Patterson. Ruben Patterson. Get your Rubens mixed up. Yeah. How dare it. you sully the Sorry. name of Boomshe Boomshe? I know. Sorry. Ruben Patterson. Yeah. Kobe stopper. Not a good dude. Um, no, terrible human. But 
he he said I'm the Kobe stopper, and Kobe said, "You're not. You're not." And, and so LeBron, Dylan Brooks, not really a LeBron stopper. No, in that series, I want to say Dylan Brooks averaged ten three and one and shot thirty percent from the field, while LeBron went twenty eight seven and six, shooting like forty nine thirty four. Yeah, yeah. So stopped him. Yeah, stopped him. Yeah, no, unceremoniously getting the crap kicked out of you uh, over and over and over again and then acting like uh, the whole world is against you and you did nothing wrong definitely didn't get him paid. What got him paid is a stupid owner. Oh, speaking of stupid owners, um, Hmm. that when you said that, uh, there's something that's been uh, registering my brain from Rust's updates. The Patriots have left J.C. Jackson at home. (laughs) When they went to Germany, Dean Spanos giving J.C. Jackson that massive deal and then trading him for peanuts back to New England. And New England has left him in the United States because last week before the Commanders game, uh, he was late for curfew at the hotel. Mm -hmm. So they benched his ass. And so he's not a starter anymore. So they just left him. They left left him in New England. Bro, they left you in New England? In the winter, when you could have been in Germany. Yeah, on their way to Frankfurt, they're like, nah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. But, I mean, this is what they did. Malcolm Butler. Remember, everybody's like, what happened to Malcolm Butler with the Patriots? right. He was, like, it was a curfew thing, and Mm -hmm. he wasn't, like, they say, it doesn't matter who you are. You got to be back for curfew. We're going to catch, we're going to just leave you. And that's how you fall out of good graces. They do door-to-door room checks, you think? I would assume so. You do the knock, the peek in, you say, hey, what's up? But then uh, also if you're late after that that knock, there's security guards on every floor. Yeah. And so what they do is they just sit out and they watch so nobody, no funny business happens, but they know when you're late or you don't show up. Mm -hmm. That's for damn sure. So they get you. They get you. But uh, speaking of, that's another dumb owner overpaying for somebody. Dean do you, think, Spanos, do you think if he wouldn't have paid uh, J.C. Jackson, he could have fired Staley? No. No, he wouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, that's silly talk. What are you doing? Come on, you, you think, you're telling me Dean Spanos would have done something that would have, would have done some, he would have done something that is actually good for his organization? Well, he did pay Justin Herbert, which I do think is a good thing. You know what? I'm going to take that back because they've paid a lot of players a lot of money, and rightfully so, because they're trying to win. But the idea that um, that Brandon Staley is going to be the guy moving forward, like I, I, I never am a fire that, that guy. Brandon Staley is not the answer to be the head coach, and they will not let him go in the middle of the year. And that... I don't think it's going to be to the detriment of Justin Herbert for the for for the, in the short term, but if they keep him beyond this year, that's brutal. I mean, I don't I don't see a world where you can do that. Like, if they fire Brandon Staley, are they somehow a Super Bowl contender this year? No, no, but you might get yourself on the right path, and you could get a free look at Kellen Moore as far as if you wanted him to be your head coach. I don't think you want that. Do you want to at least take a look under the hood? No. No? Okay. No. Well, I mean, you brought him in because he and Brandon Staley are boys, right? Like, they're thick as thieves. They're 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 really tight, and they're friends. So, I don't know if you... I, I Not all friends are stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you'd think that he'd be like, hey, bud, 
look like like this is a perfect example. Lincoln and Grinch. All of the times that you admit crimes on this show, what mm. do I tell you? Stop. Mm. You need to stop admitting these crimes mm. on the show. At least I'm looking out for your best interests. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you may blow right through it and keep on to admitting the crimes that you've committed on I, this show. I think, but I'm the, telling you to stop, man. But if you get the interim tag, like Antonio Pierce right now is playing with house money. Yeah. If you screw it up. Does it automatically disqualify you from being a head coach? No. No. In fact, I think you get some free reps. And people look at you and go, oh, you're interim. You're dealing with yeah. an NS show. Like, but you get to get like the real reps of being a head coach. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm not sure if, I think they're too similar to each other. That's I fair. think they need a full-on reset. Like, they need they need a different direction, different voice. Excise di- it all. Yep. They need they need that staff out, bring a new staff in, hit the reset from a coaching standpoint, because that team is too damn talented to be playing the way that they do. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I like it. All right. That's all I got for you. Oh. Oh, you want me to do the next tease? Yep. I guess it is that time. Coming up next, we do have Ryan Horvat, Bet MGM, that and more. But first, here's a big kahuna with Sports Center update. I hear they got some tasty burgers. Bruce Hornsby! This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Wednesday at 1.30, it means on the line is the host of BetMGM Tonight and Honestly Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvath. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Hey, also, hey. be sure to listen to BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan Horvath's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. You know, the be- easiest bet of the weekend. Mm, I rode with Horvath. I put did. the bet in on this show. He said, hey, I have very little faith in my Packers, mm. but he had faith in the Packers last week. It was the easiest bet I had all weekend, man. So thank you, Horvat. I you came on and I listened to your advice, and we both were dancing to the bank. Thank you. Oh yeah, now we turn around and we bet against them this week. Check this out. <laughs> Done. You want to hear something in. crazy? I couldn't believe this as a Packer fan. I like to think that I know most things about my team. The Packers haven't beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. The last time they have, actually, uh, their starting quarterback was Bart Starr. Never did it with Brett Favre. Good Never God. did it with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> now, obviously, they don't play a whole bunch, but I just, man, Mike Tomlin's going to have his guys ready to go. And Green Bay, the only reason we liked them last week was because they were going against Brett Rippon in the uh, Los Angeles Rams, too. I like when Stafford's out there, but I don't like as much with uh, Brett Rippon, who I think was the worst starting quarterback to go last week. So, yeah, that was a nice one. That was that was a rare easy one where you didn't even have to watch the whole game or any of the game, which would probably be best for uh, best for your eyeballs. It, this is, that is an incredible stat with how good the pack has been, you know, over the years. That's up there with like the the Steelers stat of, you know, they've had three coaches since 1969, and the uh, the Raiders have had four in the past calendar year. It's it's incredible to think of. Uh, so we got we're, we're riding with the the pack or the Steelers against the uh, Packers, and we'll we'll take that one. But uh, I, you're a college football guy though too, and I want to get your thoughts on the college football playoff and kind of what the betting trends are looking like on the futures of, of the playoff market and uh, how much that means to maybe some of the week to week that you look to, and, and is there value that can be had between what the rankings say of the playoff committee and maybe what Vegas thinks on the flip side of it in some of the lines in the head-to-head matchups. Yeah, I mean, like, that's why last week 
I think actually the best bet. So the Packers, that one was nice and easy. Yes, but was. I like what we did last week when I said if you like – I liked Alabama against LSU. Just I don't like LSU's defense whatsoever, but Jalen Daniels has been awesome. Uh, if LSU was going to win that game, he was going to be your Heisman, and he was still plus 425. If you liked Alabama in that game, I thought it was worth taking a shot with them to win the national championship at 14-1 to because I know this isn't a great Alabama team, but it's a good Alabama team. And, you know, we've had a couple people on – uh, to cover the team, a couple of their beat reporters, and they're saying the same thing. Like, this might end up being Nick Saban's best coaching job. They've been good all, all long defensively. Um, they have a solid pass rush. I really like Coolidge McKinstry in their secondary. He's going to be top 10 pick most likely. And then on the offensive side of the ball, they finally got the run game going a little bit. The offensive line's got a little bit better. Miller's been a little bit better. You know, they ran the ball just all over the place in that last game. He didn't even really have to hit the deep throw that I thought he was going to have to. So Bama went 14-1, to all the way down to 7-1. to I know right now they're outside the top four, but if they're on the table, if they get into the SEC championship game, I like them on a neutral field against Georgia. And you have the perfect hedging opportunity where if you like Georgia, you could just bet it, get your money back, and you'd still have the 14-1, to even right now the 7-1 to ticket. So I feel like that's the best value bet. I also really like the Ducks, mm-hmm. man. Trista, uh, Trista Crick, obviously my co-host, she won't get down with me on this one. She, I think she's just a little bit jaded by her team, doesn't trust them in big spots. I know they lost the head-to-head matchup against Washington. I promise you that if they see yeah. each other again, which I think Washington maybe gets clipped here the next couple of weeks, probably not this week against Utah, as beat up as they are. But, man, I want to see that rematch. And if we get it on a neutral, uh, I'll be betting a lot of money on Oregon. I just, man, they're so tough in the trenches. I think they're the best offensive line in the country. They could get after the quarterback. The secondary is a little shaky at time, but it's the Pac-12. Other than Arizona State, everybody's uh, secondary is a little shaky. And Bo Nix right now should be a Heisman favorite. Bucky Irving's averaging eight yards per carry. I mean, they're, they're almost a perfect football team except for the stupid loss against Washington. So I like them 10-1, to 1, and obviously uh, I like Bama uh, still 7-1, to 1, just because I could see Georgia getting clipped. Michigan, like Michigan, yeah, right now we could call them the best team in the country, but what's their best win? And I worry a little bit about a distraction with everything that's going on. This is going to be a tough game this weekend, you know, because Drew Aller has been much better at home than he's been on the road. And Penn State's defense has been really good against the run. Michigan, even with those two really good backs, Corum and Edwards, hasn't really got the run game going. This is going to be a big J.J. McCarthy game. So he's going to have to win this game with his arm. I just don't think there's a perfect team. So I'm looking at teams with really good prices. And that's why I like Oregon and Alabama. Sorry for the long answer. I'm just, I, I do literally like I love those it. two teams. <laughs> love it. Love it. Horvat, when you look around the NFL right now, we're, we're reached that, that halfway point, and we just kind of know who teams are at this point in time. As the books start to shape in a little bit and injuries are either clearing up or, or guys are being put up on the shelf, where, where can you actually find value in the NFL in the second half of the season? Yeah, that's a great question because it's been kind of like a tough NFL season for betting. Like, actually, it's been a really good betting season for the public, which is good to see. You know, it's like time, it's finally time that, you know, they get some back against these books that are out in Las Vegas. They're building castles and you see these hotels, man. So it's good to see the public win some money because the favorites, once again, last week, it was a good week with, with the favorites. The Bengals ended up closing it out, you know, and then on Monday night, the Chargers were favored in that game. I don't even think the Jets knew that they played a Monday night football game. That was boring <laughs> as hell. They got blown out. So right now you have to look at some of these injuries. And I like some weird, weird dogs. I, they're not even like weird dogs, but I'm looking at teams right now like the Houston Texans because, the, okay, they're not the most talented team, but I really like C.J. Stroud. 
And they have a lot of vets on that team, even though they're a young team. And right now they're healthy. You brought up injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at the healthy teams. Those are the teams that I want to back right now. So you have the Texans who don't have a bunch of injuries, and they're still getting priced like they're a four- or five-win team. They're seven-point dogs this weekend. So I really like them. Um, I like the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe they even win a game, especially if Kyler goes out there and plays. Kyler's going to look the ball out. I know everybody doesn't love Kyler Murray, but we got to remember, like, the last time he was fully healthy and they had a team around him, they started, what, 7-0, and 8-0, and then they ran into Green Bay on Thursday night. He got hurt, and then he wasn't the same, and they lost in the playoffs. But I think he's going to put together a nice season because he wants to end up in a better situation if he's not in Arizona. So I kind of like them this weekend. But that's what I'm looking to do right now is, you know, back the healthier teams or I'm trying to find prices with the best backup quarterbacks because we're seeing a lot of backup quarterbacks. And some of these guys can play and some can't. You know, P.J. Walker, God bless him. Thank God he has a top 10 defense with the Cleveland Browns because he might be the worst starting quarterback I've ever seen, guys. He is so bad. Um, He's a tough watch. But that's what I'm trying to do right now is find the healthiest teams and the best backup quarterbacks. I, I actually like the kid. I like Bajan a little bit for the Bears. Um, until they ask him to throw the ball down the field, then he's a mess. I still think, uh, you know, you could fade him tomorrow, or even if it's Justin Fields. I like the Carolina Panthers. You know, so it's ugly dogs and healthy teams for me right now. I saw a, a terrible offensive line in a awful quarterback get absolutely run out of Vegas by the Raiders in the New oh, York yeah. Giants. Tommy DeVito in the Giants. I don't know if I've seen a line quite this big at this point in the season. There's 16 point dogs heading to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. I, like it's the weird. That is a massive number. Can you put it into perspective, like how big of a number 16 is for Dallas to be favored over the Giants? Because you look at 10 points is a big win in the NFL's standards. There are 16 point dogs in Vegas's eyes, and we're at week 10. Yeah, man. I mean, three and a half is a lot of points in the NFL historically. You know, seven, seven and a half, you're looking to play the key numbers. If it's an ugly dog, like you said, usually you're looking for a 10 and a half, a 13 and a half, 14 and a half. Now we're just blowing past key numbers. We're past two touchdowns. You know, you see a lot more two-point conversions, so the 16 makes more sense now. We could get out to 17 here. And then, like, historically that's insane because this is a divisional matchup. These are two teams that see each other twice every year. And usually that play each other pretty tough. Every year, somebody else wins that division, and yet you're seeing a team two touchdown, you know, maybe three touchdown favorites by closing time, and that just shows you where the Giants are at right now. I Last year, they won double-digit games, and Brian Dayball was coach of the year. He did a really good job, but that team wasn't very talented. And now, as beat up as they are, without Daniel Jones, they're even less talented. But still, man, all those points in a divisional game, I can only play the dog. And I guess – what would worry me, you have the Cowboys coming off a loss where they played pretty good football. Mm-hmm. That is a really good defense going against DeVito, who's a turnover machine, and it's the number one pass rush team in the league. But still, that's a lot of points. And if Brian Dayball really deserved to be coach of the year, right? Sh- shouldn't he at least be able to keep his team within 17 points, 16 <laughs> points in a football game? I mean, I didn't think he deserved that award last year, guys. I, I really didn't. And I like Brian Dayball a lot. I think he did a tremendous job. But I just didn't think that it hit. How was Nick Sirianni not coach of the year last year? The Eagles went to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And I get it's a regular season thing, but they won 13 games. And people the year before were talking about Jalen Hurts can't throw to the left side of the field and he's not an NFL starting quarterback. So I just, anytime a New York team's relevant, you know they're winning awards, right? Like Tom Thibodeau was coach of the year. Monty Williams took the Suns to the finals. They went from (laughs) being a playing team to winning 60 plus games, right? Mm Orvet, I'll, I'll get you out of here on this. It's another New York team. What the hell do you do with the Buffalo Bills? 
Oh, guys. I a couple of weeks ago I bet them to win the Super Bowl. I may have jinxed them. I may be the hex there. They they're terrible. They're not terrible, but they're not. I mean, like when you look at when you compare them to the Bengals to the Chiefs right now. I mean, the problem for them is the defense right now. All the injuries on the defense. They lose Trey White, their best cover corner again. Uh, Von Miller, he's played almost a hundred snaps right now. He doesn't have a sack. He has three quarterback pressures. He looks like a shell of himself. I think he may have came back too early, or he's just washed. Hate to say it. You lose Matt Milano, who was having an All Pro type season, and then your two safeties. I like Poyer and I like Micah Hyde, but they're in their thirties and they're dealing with injuries already. They're getting no pass rush. And if you're going to beat the Chiefs or the Bengals in the playoffs, you have to have a pass rush because if you let Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes sit in the pocket, I don't care who the receivers are, they're going to pick you apart. And then offensively, they're a mess. Like. A couple of weeks ago, they were running all this two tight end stuff. Then Dawson Knox gets hurt. And I actually like what they were doing, more three receiver sets, four receiver sets. But they're just so inconsistent. You know, I don't know if it's Ken Dorsey. I don't know if it's Sean McDermott. I honestly think if they don't at least make it to the AFC championship game, I think McDermott might get fired. Ken Dorsey might be elsewhere as well. Because it has to be Super Bowl or bust at some point for teams like the Bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of those guys, you're not going to be able to pay here soon. And I don't know. They they got a bunch of issues. Who's who's wide receiver number two? It's one week Gabe Davis looks good. The next week he's on a milk carton. They're just too inconsistent for me to back right now. Yeah, I'm with you, my man. And I think maybe we have Brian Dayball and Josh Allen reunited maybe in, in Buffalo after this year. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> we both kind of did the pause great. there for a second. Like, that, that kind of makes a lot yeah, of sense. Bring them back together. <laughs> All right, hold yeah, on. See, I would love that. I would, that that's when Josh Allen would have, was at his best. Yep. Josh yeah. Allen's at his best. Like, I'll take the turnovers. I think we overrate the turnovers. I think yeah. he's the modern-day version of Brett Favre, where he's at his best when he's chucking it down the field. Mm-hmm. He's at his best when yeah. he's using his legs. He's not going to slide. He's not going to go out of bounds. He's built like a linebacker. Sure, it's going to cut his career short. Like, he should watch what happened to Cam Newton. But you notice, like, that's when he's at his best. When they ask him to play within the offense, he kind of, I'm not going to say he stinks, but he goes back to being like the Josh Allen I saw at college that I didn't really like, you know, because he was inconsistent. He wasn't the most accurate quarterback. He, he's looked like a much different guy since Brian Dayball's left. I think he's just got to let it rip. He's got to go back to being himself. All right, Horvat, appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks so much, guys. We'll do it. Hey, how about the Houston Rockets tonight? Speaking of ugly dogs, why does this team keep winning? I think they cover and win outright. You are you are a true sicko. I love it. Let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, appreciate you, brother. We'll catch you next See week. That was the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvat. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. When we come back, we got our worst day on the web. Danny and Dusty, today the fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. One brand of thing I will never get tired of in my entire life. It started as a kid and it'll never stop. Seeing people who are huge next to other people who are huge but not nearly as huge. It really is. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, That Victor Winbinyama is the epitome of that. And did, at Madison Square Garden, he's he's getting ready to play the Knicks. Yeah, he had a great line. Did you hear it? Yeah, he said it's it's not as big as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is massive human being, and it's not. It's and an old building. It, like, yeah, this is the part about Madison Square Garden that people, like, they're like, oh, it's the Mecca. Well, the only reason why it's called that is because great games were played there. Yeah, were. Haven't in a while. 
Yeah, there have not been great games played at Madison Square Garden with the exception of that one playoff game where Trey Young bowed mm-hmm. in a really long time. Yeah, there have been games where guys have scored a lot against the Knicks. But it's a historical place. Sure. And it, it has there there's been a lot of great basketball moments that sure. have been there. Kobe dropped was a sixty piece there. Yeah. Um, so did Jordan. Jordan. I think Dame dropped fifty. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the Knicks suck. Yeah. I, why? What, what are you doing here? I mean, all of these indicators are like, yeah, Knicks aren't very good. That's what I'm saying. People go there and drop a lot of points. But in the but historically, sure. a lot of great moments have happened there. A lot of great boxing matches. Most have happened of you there. weren't alive when those happened. Hockey has been played there, and it's been fantastic. <laughs> it has been played there. It's Thank not you. really good anymore. The no. ah, range is okay, yeah. but the Knicks are not. No, they're, 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 we they're, need to get over that. They're they're, they're better. They're the te- only team that's worse in field goal percentage than the Blazers this they're season. Better. They're the only team worse in field goal percentage than the Portland Trail Blazers this year. But we say all this because Wemby's there, and there is a meeting yeah. between uh, sports icons and yeah. Victor Wembanyama and Tom Brady. And Tom Brady does what everybody else has been doing mm-hmm. with Victor Wembanyama, which is take a picture next to Wemby. That's and right. It's hilarious because Tom Brady is six four. And it looks like he was photoshopping, like somebody lopped off it. It looks like they gave him the cotton treatment from mm-hmm. uh, uh, King of the Hill, King of the Hill, yep. and cut him off at the shins because he is a literal full foot shorter than Wemby. He 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 is. He's looks much shorter. And the picture that's what everybody gets with with Wemby because mm-hmm. he's just so tall. But here's where it's the worst day on the web is because that ricochet shot from Tom Brady is an all timer. He said, awesome to meet you, Wimby, on his Instagram post. Incredible young man. Usually I'd make some joke here how I think I could take, I could get 10 and 10 against you, but let's be real. You'd send my jumper into the club level. P.S. Edelman, is this how you felt all those years? Julian Edelman. He gave Julian Edelman the ricochet shot. Which you love to see. Well, no, you don't. Edelman, Jules is sitting there and he's like, what? What? I'm not even there. What is this? Uh, like, you're just going to take this shot at me? And so Edelman responded with just the gif of, of Michael Scott saying, I'm dead inside. I mean, what, what do you do at that point? Like he just, but, how, how tall is Edelman? He's like 5'9". I think he's probably listed at 5'11". But he's 5'9". I, I listed as 5'10". So, yeah, yeah he's 5'9". He's 5'9". Yeah. Uh, but then Brady came back over the top, and he said, media outlets asking for permission to use this photo. Yes, you may. Here is the file. Disregard other Photoshopped images of me and Victor. And he stretched himself out to be the same height as Victor Wimbenyama in the Photoshop. Which is absolutely fantastic. It is. It's it, great. It, it's like he pulled himself like 12 feet into the foreground. That's right, which is what you need to do. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't go into the background. The amazing part is what Wemby does every single week is we see him in a new photo like this. Like, mm-hmm. remember when Boban holding things was was going viral every day? You need a you need a Wemby for scale. Yeah, Wemby standing next to Kevin Durant yeah. was insane. Yes, last like last week it popped up and it's like everybody has accused. Kevin Durant of lying about not being seven feet his yeah. entire career. And we all like, that is a seven footer. We yes. know a seven footer when we see a seven footer. Now I'm like, 
Dude, why is Kevin Durant lying to everybody? Why, why is he six, nine? He's six six, dude. <laughs> that guy's six six. Look at him next to Wemby. Wemby makes yeah. Kevin Durant look small. The, the one where we saw where it was like, oh my God, was in Vegas last year when yeah. they had the tournament and Gobert was there. Yeah. And Rudy is seven one. Mm-hmm. Rudy is Rudy is massive, mm-hmm. like beyond comprehension big. And he makes Rudy look small. Yeah. And that's the thing is like when when the Spurs come here. It, your people here are gonna. They're, they're, if you if you see him in person, you're gonna lose your mind because seeing him in person is it doesn't do it justice. To when see do the Spurs TV. come here? It's not for a little you know while. I, I think it's January. It's in January. Yeah, we need to we need to see if because the Blazers need a celebrity fan too. We know this to be true. Uh, it oh d- no. No, back-to-back home games, December 28th and 29th. Oh, end of December. Yeah, there okay. we go. December 28th and 29th. Um, Wimby Mania, right after Christmas. Yeah. We need to get Danny DeVito here for that. Oh, if God. they're going to... if we Those are the games Four we need. Four foot ten. You, could, you, yeah. you know how far away you have to step? I don't care. I don't care. We need to... You need the inverse telephoto lens. That's where the Blazers need a celebrity fan. I don't care if he's 78. It'll be a short run, but it'll be a good run. <laughs> Wow. With the super fan double entendre. Look yeah, at you. that's right. It God, will be over here. It will be a super fan that the Blazers fans can all rally behind. Is we need Danny DeVito, aka Frank Reynolds, to be the Blazers super fan, and we need a picture of him and Wemby on the 28th and 29th. Let's make that happen. Let's get that going. I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm, for I'm it. all for it. The, I, the the greater successes of Danny's. We 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 are here for. That's that's the union I'm starting. All right, coming up next, we are going to reset with some college football talk. There is a lot going on this weekend as we careen towards the college football playoff. We'll get to that and more coming up here on Danny and Dusty, Danny the Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.